Hi y'all, I hope everyone is having a great day. Um, It has been so many months since I've been on this podcast and I do apologize. Um, I've had a lot of things going on. If you stayed up on my podcast, I appreciate you. If you shared my podcast, I appreciate you. Um, I will be speaking on a few topics today um, in particular. It's just some things that I feel that really need to be discussed and, you know, things to be let off, you know, my chest. Um, I just um, want to kind of dive into things. I'm not really going to just uh, uh, start, you know, like slowly, you know, because it has been a while. I haven't had any content. Um, I haven't spoke on anything. Um, but again, I just want to say thank you if you're listening to my podcast, if you follow me, if I inspire you, thank you, reach out to me on Instagram, well, I, um, don't have an Instagram, um, anymore, um, but, um, you can still reach out to me, you know, um, on Facebook and those other channels, um, I will be putting up another Facebook again, I mean Instagram, sorry. Um, things have been really crazy. Life's been, like, a series of ups and downs for me lately, but I've just been handling them very well. Um, the thing I want to talk about is, uh, is, like, uh, (laughs) wow. Um, just so many things I want to speak about. I guess I'm just going to kind of dive in and, and say, like, this episode is going to be more so focused on, um, like, how you like you know trying to not be desperate to find someone and uh I know like I've fell victim to this before so um I want to say like it's it's okay to have emotions it's okay to express yourself there's nothing wrong with that I feel like when we when we know ultimately what we're looking for we ultimately sometimes we tend to choose the wrong people in our lives that don't match um what we need or even want um but sometimes you know certain people express their love language differently and everybody has a way to express themselves everybody has a love language like for say um, I guess I'm going to kind of focus on these things. I don't know what I'm going to title this episode, but, um, so like my father, he's not really emotional. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to say about my father. Like, it's not bad that he's not super emotional, but because of this, I have questioned my selection in men being men that are less emotional and more like towards the dominant aggressive side and the men that are so feminine um, and emotional, I get either annoyed by them or I just don't really like them or I run over them. Um, I become the assertive one. I kind of take that dominant stance, but um you have to realize that certain people you have to figure out the person's love language you're dealing with like does this person like uh show their love by acts of service you know um some people do some people are not like the flowers and the gifts type of thing they're just like um do you need a bill paid 
Do you need your car taken care of? I'll do these things for you. Like they're like the big provider type and that is their serious love language. Like I know that because my father is one of them. It was like, do you need this taken care of? You know, um, do you need this paid? You know, like he was more of the like provider type. That was his, uh, his love language was acts of service. It's like, I won't always tell you I love you, but I'll always show you that I love you. You know what I'm saying? So it's more of acts of service. And I don't think I've ever really like, I've tried to stay away from those type of men. I may have dated a few of them like that, but I just feel like there's no connection there because I need like romance, romance, romance. And I've realized like, as I've gotten older that like, there's certain things that you feel like you need from somebody, but, um, I mean, you want from somebody, but it's like, maybe you might not need those, but it is assessing your needs, you know, in a relationship and assessing when you're dating, um, trying to pick out those qualities in somebody and really sit back and say, are these qualities something that I can, um, work with? Um, if their love language is acts of service, am I going to be able to, um, understand that am I going to be able to be okay with receiving less romantic gestures and more acts of service to prove their love and care for me um because I thought about this the other day I was like okay my dad is not that emotional at all but if you know I hope and pray to God nothing does but like if I were like if my father were to go or something were to happen to him, I would be very hurt by that. So I do care about him. And I do, you know, um, feel like, you know, if something were to happen, that would really upset me. So it's like, well, why do I feel that way? If he doesn't express himself like, um, in an emotional type of way. And I say, well, because he's done so many things for me and helped me out. And that's where the love and care comes from. And I realized I've never really had a relationship like that where somebody has actually um, done acts of service like um, for me. Like, let's say, for instance, I'm out somewhere and like I need a ride or something and I can't drive or I'm drunk and somebody picks me up. I've only had my girlfriends do that for me. I've never been in a relationship where somebody has actually done that, like those things for me. So if somebody were to do that, I am like praising them. And most people wouldn't understand like, well, this is what a man's supposed to do, or this is what I'm supposed to do. They don't understand like, that's the normal thing men are supposed to do is protect women, take care of them. And their acts of service are what make us kind of fall in love because it's like they care for us. But for so long, I thought like, oh, I fall, I fell for the words of a man, like everything they said they were going to do for me, how they were going to love me, how romantic they were going to be. And all of those things are wonderful things. Um, But yet again, if somebody is just saying those things to you and they're not actually doing those things, then that's a problem you know what I'm saying so it's just like somebody's acts of service kind of tell on them and tell their love language so as I'm going through life and you know as I'm looking at these things and you know in my psych major I'm learning um how to really take a step back at things and like how to look at these things from a more rational view and I'm starting to really see these things a lot more clearly. And it's like, okay, I do want to date somebody who maybe 
uh, more reserved in their emotions or controlled because maybe there's things that they can teach me because I don't know if I've told you guys but I mean I'm very open about like myself like I don't divulge like my whole life story but I'm pretty open like I'm a really emotional person a little chaotic uh my emotions are kind of everywhere sometimes I'm very impulsive um I'm working on that by the way um but like I'm passionate I'm so passionate about the things that I love and the things that I care about and that's what drives me is my passion you know if I were to have no passion I would have no motivation for nothing but passion isn't everything I do. Passion is my drive to live, my drive to wake up every day, um, to see the day through, to get through a certain task or anything that I do. I have so much passion in life and so much heart and so much strength because without that, what are you? What are we serving for if we are not serving for ourselves? You know, and I realized that, you know, the confidence is another key factor. When you are out here in this world, you have to have a lot of confidence to be successful. Not only to be successful, but only to like to attract people who see the potential in you. And, you know, people like to see that. And, you know, it's hard. I get it. It's really, really hard to um, be confident sometimes because we all have them days where we're not confident. So, you know, what do you do? You pick yourself up out of the darkness and you start a hobby that's going to make you feel better. Like you release anything inside that um, you've been holding on to. I want to share this with you guys. This is pretty personal, but um, I feel like it might reach somebody listening to this right now. Like somebody literally might listen to this and be like, you know what? There is hope for me when you know okay so 2020 hit and i think that's when like the whole covid thing blew up um it was really bad when we were like locked down in 2020 and i was going through my phone the other day actually and i i was looking through my voice memos you know because recording little things and you know i was writing things down i've also been writing again which has been very therapeutic for me in journaling um those things have been my coping mechanisms and for as long as i Sorry, I'm getting off topic, but I just want to say for as long as I have, um, I can remember, writing has been my therapy coping thing. And it's the only thing that truly is a mechanism that works for me in stabilizing my emotions because I have an outlet to speak on how I feel. That's why this podcast is so therapeutic for me because it's like an outlet to speak to people and an outlet for my words. So people can either agree with it or they can't. Um, but anyways, getting back to what I was saying before, before I had ADD in the conversation. Um, so I was sifting through my voice memos the other day and I, I was curious to see all the stuff I had on my phone. Cause I had my phone for like five, six years now. I think it's been a while since I had this phone, this phone I've had for forever. Um, and I've saved all my stuff over the years. Um, so I was going through this clip and it really threw me off guard because I didn't know I even recorded this. So it was in December of 2020 and I think we were on lockdown and we couldn't see anybody and stuff like that. And it was really crazy. Um, I played this recording and it was me like saying like if anybody like finds this like it was so sad like this recording brought tears to my eyes. It was like if anybody finds me 
and finds this know that I I tried my hardest and you know like it was just me going saying and like we can't see nobody right now I'm alone I feel so alone I have nobody um I come home alone I lay in bed alone I go to bed alone like it just sounded like I was in such a horrible place and like I was crying through the whole recording and I'm like I can't believe I recorded this like I was so depressed and I was just like you know, I'm tired of we go through life and we think love is everything and we're searching and we can't find. And I'm just every time you feel like you find something, it just turns out that it's just a joke. And, you know, like it's just like was so depressing. Like I was like I felt so bad to listen to my old self, like beg for mercy and help. Like basically I was like, I if anyone finds this recording um because I don't know how much longer I can take this like it was so depressing and I was just like looking at myself like from this standpoint now like I've been through a lot and of course I still have my times but I feel like I'm a lot better than I was before but I was just I felt so so bad for myself like why were you so low you know like why did you make let people make you feel that way and I know why I was because in that time I was in a relationship a very toxic abusive relationship a physically abusive relationship well it wasn't I wouldn't call it even a relationship because they weren't there half the time but they expected you know things from me when they weren't even there um, but it was a very toxic physically abusive relationship and they did um traumatized me and then they hurt me and then they left and it traumatized me even more um see people don't understand like though when they see me they don't understand I've been through so much fucking shit and dating like so much shit like I could write an entire book which I am doing actually I'm in the process of writing an entire book on my life, on everything that I've been through, because I feel like I've been through so much in dating and in relationships, I could literally write a book, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book. It's going to be very therapeutic about it, Um, and I just want, like, a happy ending, but I think, honestly, the happy ending is loving myself and nobody else, because I don't feel like... Here's the thing that comes to mind right now. I don't feel like anyone really truly knows how to love me but myself and I don't really feel like anyone could really really hold the pieces of me but myself and put them back together because like only I know how to mend that like I feel like I am my own warrior my own best friend my own fighter and only I know how I can help myself only I know how hard to love myself because I realize that self-love is knowing how much to love yourself and give not doing too much or too less you know exactly what you need and you can give it yourself you know somebody else comes along they have to know how to love you they have to know you better than yourself and that's saying that this person can read your thoughts and everything and they can't that's just impossible So to put somebody in that category of keeping your happiness and literally saving you is probably crazy. I mean, because now that I look at it, it just doesn't make any sense. 
Like, loving yourself is the key. And once you stay locked into that, I don't think there's anything that could come and tear that down. But you have to have the strength and the boundaries to get through that, you know? You have to have the strength to be okay with who you are. And when I listened to that recording, it made me see like, okay, I had no strength in being alone. I felt like I needed to have somebody all the time. I still am kind of dealing with that because I feel like my um, I haven't really found my place yet. And I feel like I feel like I need to come into a relationship as, okay, this is my whole routine. This is what I do. I am my own individual. You're your own individual. You have your own goals. I have my own goals. I want you to reach them. You want me to reach mine. But you're not going to interfere with my goals and my ambitions because that's not very healthy at all. I need to grow as a person individually. And then you do too. And then we need to grow together because that is the key that is the key to a successful relationship or any marriage is to have an outside life outside of a relationship. Because if you don't have that, it can't really prosper because you can't be so consumed into somebody that you do not allow them to grow. Like you do not allow them to be themselves. That is exhausting and that is extremely draining and is very toxic and it will not last. Because people, when they feel oppressed, they start to act. And when they start to act, they start to do things that they normally wouldn't do just to cope or just feeling like they're tied down. You know, that's why so many people are not tied down because that's exactly how they react. And it's wild. I know it's crazy to say, but you got to just um, identify those things and you got to really know yourself in this life. And if I could give any advice or experience, it's what I have to say. You know, I've been through a lot, um, but I don't let that stop me. I'm a pro- work in progress. I'm building um, consistency in my life. I'm working a lot on a lot of things in my life, and not every day is glorious. I've had some really, really troubling days. I've had some days that have really brought me down, and life has been really, really hard for me. Um, but I'm in a better place now because I was stuck at a place that I kept forcing to be for me and it was not and finally life happened and it said this isn't for you and it kicked it to the curb it was a loss that shaked my whole foundation like it was a loss that really like shaked everything up it was like a total life change but I got through it and um, I thought it was the worst thing to ever happen to me like dude I freaked out and you know some things happen for the better. Now I'm able to focus on my health more. My schedule is a little different, so that's nice. Um, my mental is a lot better because I'm around people more. I'm not stuck inside, you know. I mean, those remote jobs are awful. Like, they will take a toll on your mental health. And, like, for me, it would. It did for me. Like, I have to have structure and organization like I have to have a structure get up every day and have a structure so that's why I think I like having a job to get up somewhere and go somewhere to have meaning in life um you know otherwise I feel like I would be too lazy to work for myself like 
I don't know. I've never done it before. Unless I had things scheduled, that would make sense. But I'd have to be really, really strict on myself. You know, so I just like structure. And that's really good for me to have structure. So um, things have improved for the better. You know, um, it's like, you know, when you have those tower moments in life and you think like, this is the worst thing that could happen to me. And like, in the end, it is actually the best thing that can happen to you and it's crazy to say that because when you're going through the storm you don't see that this is a good thing you see that this is messing everything up and you don't see the bigger picture of what is to come because ultimately there is redirection there's protection for us that redirects us so like if that one little thing didn't work out that's because a million other things would have catapulted or domino affected off of that one little thing and maybe caused a series of events in your life that were not supposed to happen so the direction changed and it's so crazy how fate is and how you know if we didn't meet one person how different our life would be that's just so very true or we didn't take one job or go one direction like it, it's all like life is just a path of just figuring shit out as you go like literally you have to just make sure that you're making you know the right choices and even if you don't make the right choice you'll encounter another opportunity to make the right choice and that's just how life is <clears throat> life is just like some kind of maze we're all just figuring to get out of i guess you know um but you have to make sure that you have the tools to succeed and the tools to live the life that is going to catapult you into a place where you want to be. Because nobody wants to be miserable every day, waking up and hating everything that they do. You know, it life is rough. It It is rough and it tests us through trials and tribulations to build our character because character is molded through our experiences. And you can't buy character, you can't fake character, you can't, it's priceless. Character is built through experience and you will know who you are when you go through these trials and tribulations and you'll go through them your whole life. You know, my dad sat and told me like, you know, I told him like when I was going through the stuff I was going through and wanted to give up and he was like, no, you're not allowed to give up. If I can't give up, neither can you. He said, I don't want to do it either. But life is a series of trials and tribulations and you're going to go through this and probably a lot more and I'm not going to be here to witness it. But you need to figure it out and I don't know what you're going to do when you're hit with other events in your life. Hopefully you have people that can help you because I won't be able to. So like he's right and like I feel like you know my character is being built in these times and that like ultimately i have the strength in me like i am my father's daughter like i i am half of him so like anything that i feel i feel like i am a lot like him so that's why i really look up to him because he's very motivating very motivating you know he knows how to push me and he is just overall a really really good man really good father to me um he's not perfect nobody's perfect but I feel like I have, he was meant to be my father for a reason because he was meant to motivate me and keep me on track. So any partner that I attract that's super motivating or somebody that is, I feel is intimidating enough to motivate me, I feel like it's a constant struggle between not feeling good enough and feeling like I got to work on myself. 
but that's growth right there you know why would we want to attract somebody that's below us to attract somebody with a higher mindset a higher uh quality of living or a higher like you know just like motivational mindset to kind of put you in a mode to grind or get what you want that is attractive to me you know see when i meet a man and their mentality is really focused on other things and it's higher than me that's attractive then i look at that as a challenge like look i gotta get all my stuff because this man is thinking more analytical about life he's not thinking emotionally he's not caught up in his emotions he's focusing on analytical shit like he's really processing shit he's really analyzing things and he's very he's very aware of things that are going on he's like five steps ahead that's attractive to me because sometimes i'm not gonna lie i'm aloof sometimes i don't really look at the bigger picture i'm compulsive sometimes and um impulsive and emotional so i don't really take the time to analyze things and that's something i really feel like i is my weak point is not analyzing things sitting back and thinking about things for a couple days and i'm realizing that that when you do that you have better results not only that but you feel better about the choices that you made because you gave yourself time to really think those things out and like that's the whole key towards overreacting which is something i also do is like you have to stew on things sometimes and really think is this something i want to react to but in the moment i don't think that i just say go like green light go react um because i can and nobody can tell me what i can't do see that's the thing with these things when you think about it and i've had a lot of time to think um is these limitations, you know, that you like put on yourself um, to not think and to not do. I don't know. It's just it's just a lot. You know, when you get down, you get down and deep in it. It's just like, you know, you, you have to take control of yourself and your life and your emotions. Like, you know, my dad always told me, like, you know, you're going to live a very hard life if you let your emotions control you and run you you're going to live a very hard life. And he's not been wrong about that at all. Because I feel like I've lived half of my life with my heart on my sleeve, all my emotions. But honestly, that has not got me anywhere. So like, I'm trying to um, become more um, of a better person in that area and just kind of kind of work through those kinks. I know how to do it and I can do it. That's the thing. I'm smart enough to do it. Um, but sometimes I just don't. It's just lack of accountability, you know, lack of accountability. And that's another thing I'm kind of take charge in my life is the accountability of being able to hold myself accountable for doing certain things, getting back to making my task list like I used to, crossing everything off for the day, seeing what I got to do, and really just working everything into a schedule and just being really organized with things, you know, because organization um, keeps everything running smooth, you know, and chaos keeps everything out of whack you know like when you live chaotic and on the edge you are not gonna really get anything done you have to be strict you have to be rigid and have routine in order to have these healthy habits and develop those habits you know um but right now the things that i'm working on is starting on the coping mechanisms of certain things because i know that my coping mechanisms aren't always haven't been good 
So that's another thing I'm working on is how do I cope with certain things and just stepping back and analyzing those things and really working towards what I can do. So um, if you're listening to this, I really, really challenge you to think about like think about the ways you cope with things and write down the good habits that you you do to cope with your stress and then write down the bad ones. And then once you look at the bad habits you use to cope with your stress, I want you to try to work on eliminating those bad habits one by one. Can you replace a good habit with a bad habit of coping? Or can you reduce the um, the bad habit? See, that's the thing um, you have to realize. Like, even if you can't quit the bad habit or the quit the bad coping skill, try to reduce it. Try to find out what makes you triggered to cope that way. Like, let's say, for instance, if you're impulsive and you're emotional and you react to too many things... What is the driving factor or the thought that comes across your mind right before you react? Is it something just telling you to do it or is saying it's going to be okay? Um, I feel like we are selfish when we have emotions and we feel like our emotions matter and they need to be heard. That is kind of what runs through my mind. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was stowing on this thought. Like this thought was in my head and I really, really thought about it. I think that um, I am emotional impulsive because I feel like my feelings matter. They need to be heard. And my feelings are way more important than anybody else's. So like that's very negative and toxic, especially in a relationship. It's like my feelings matter more than yours. So I'm going to voice them because I can, or I can cuss you out because I feel validated enough to cuss you out because my feelings are way more important than yours. Um, but if you don't have all the facts, like you're going to hurt that person. because You don't have all sides of the story. So it's just got to be very analytical sometimes and things and just pull back and really get the facts of things. But, um, like I said, the coping mechanisms, like, those are really good to work on. And that's something to identify is what triggers you or what thoughts run through your head before you spaz out, before you go off or feel like you're going bipolar on somebody or somebody pisses you off. What thoughts run through your head to make you think, I am justified in doing this or saying these things? And once you get to the bottom of that, you start working deeper and deeper and deeper into the roots of things. And that's what psych, um, that's what I learned in my psychology class and counseling is like when they counsel people, they, they listen to people. They don't offer opinions or when they say, do you think I'm doing the right thing? They don't say yes or no. They literally just dig at the issue and ask questions to the person to where enough to where they can literally answer their own question. Um, and it's just, Sometimes we need to hear things repeated back to us to understand them because we don't really fully comprehend them when we think them. And it's just like a different way of looking at things. It's like counseling is like giving somebody the rose-colored lenses or giving them the lenses to see things through their own eyes or even different set of eyes. But ultimately... You have to find good ways to cope. And I don't know, I took this podcast a million different ways. And, you know, I just get on here and I just freestyled it today. Like, I just didn't really have a topic to really 
sit on. But these are the things that have been on my mind and the things that I needed to let out. And I feel like I why not talk about those? You know, I'll come with more structured podcasts in the future. But it's been so long since I spoke with you guys. And I hope everybody is doing well and adjusting to life. And like I said, if you ever feel like you need somebody to speak to, reach out to a friend or you ever feel really down, you know, life is worth living and really don't, you know, my mental health tip of the day is just find a way to cope with your stress or it will run your life and it will ruin your life. You know, find healthy ways to adjust the things, cut the things out and you know the things that are damaging you. You know what you're doing. You just don't want to stop. So stop doing them. You know, um, it's easier said than done, but it can be done. So that's all I really have for today's podcast. Um, I just hope that everyone's doing well. Um, I will get an Instagram page back up and running. Um, my Facebook is Marie Mize, M-A-R-I-E-M-Y-Z-E. Um, I changed it a little bit. So if you want to look me up on Facebook, you love my podcast, that's great. I would be humbled if you sent me a message like, hey, I love your podcast. I really um, enjoy listening to that. Um, just reach out to me. Um, but and again, I appreciate every single person who takes the time to listen to me speak um, and really take it in. Like, if you don't know me when you listen to my podcast, you're going to know the real me. So have a blessed, productive day, everybody. Um, thank you for listening again. Um, you can follow me on Facebook or you can add me, shoot me a message. Let me know what topics you want to hear about. Let me know how you feel about certain podcasts. Even if you have a response to certain uh, certain topic or certain podcast and you want to write that to me, write it to me. Have me think about other things, other ways. Um, again, uh, appreciate everyone. Have a good night or day, whatever it is when you listen to this. And take care. Bye-bye.